There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh, culture? Uh, yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. If it isn't my favorite little ninny. If it isn't my favorite little nana. By the way, can I just say Nancy that we really boy. stumbled, little Nancy boy, <laughs> we stumbled on a really cool <laughs> new sort of entertainment format, I think, you and I. Which is tell them all which is the honesty zone on instagram live our weekly honesty zone it's not weekly it's sort of irregularly (laughs) scheduled um (laughs) sort of schedules permitting as matt and i yeah this is the part when i say that it's weekly and then we have to like try to like do that every week and really can't fulfill that and disappoint i don't know many legions of fans called the readers called the readers i think we can make it <laughs> monthly but basically it's yeah. called the honesty zone it is not affiliated with las culturistas but we, we will use this platform to promote it but it's yeah. an instagram live show where it's a competition between matt and i mm-hmm. to see who earns the most honesty stars honesty much in the same honesty vein stars. as legendary legend stars legendary legends <laughs> honesty stars we have trixie mattel trixie mattel is finally putting out like fun like <laughs> rock music that could have been out of the, Fre- the freaky friday movie i am it's loving so it it's good. never been more fountains of wayne to be to be aged. it's fountains ah! of wayne oh my god it's, no we love fountains of wayne every dude it's like one of my favorite like, bands coming. of all time i know so we thanks. talked yes, about this on yes. your last episode your last iconic episode now before we sort of like where all those piss streams cross and this becomes a piss moment piss we pool. are going to just say that our guest today is a returning guest is a pop culture icon singer songwriter Drag race winner, um, and that's topical. I'll tell you that. 
Um, and um, among other things, has a new show out on Discovery Plus, which is a goddamn oh, delight. Yes. And it's called the Trixie Motel, and it documents and chronicles, really. And I think we need to be using the word chronicles more in the culture, just to be Absolutely. honest. It chronicles Absolutely. the um, establishment the of the Trixie Motel. It's really, I, I loved it. We, we, we got to talk to our guest about this. I really enjoyed this whole fucking show. You better believe I watched, I watched the whole thing. I watched it down. Shed and, a and tear, say, shed a tear at Danny and Philip's wedding. Not for nothing. That was beautiful. I thought it was beautiful. Am I allowed to talk? Are you guys still pretending? Yeah, yes! and everyone okay, hold on, hold on. ears. <laughs> Trixie Mattel. Trixie Mattel. Oh! Live from the road. You know, I, I got to say, I stalked you guys to come back on because I just, I love, I mean, I love you guys so much. I love Yeah, you wanted to promote your you. goddamn show on Discovery Plus. You the fucking. That's, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> but you know what? Whenever I have something to promote, I have like a short list of things I actually like that people yeah. I actually know. And that's what I reached out to first. Because let the publicists do their thing. But I'm like, I'm my own publicist. I know yeah. people too. Exactly. You know? Let me connect with the girls. Because we haven't seen you since our Italian feast. Since Rouse. Since we went to Rouse that one night. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's right. You know, so much has happened. What? When was that? It was right before I left for tour. March. That was March. Yeah. You went. You you left for tour the next day. Yeah. The night. I think. You, I do believe you left right after that dinner. I left right after. I left dinner to go. That was fun and magical, though. And you know what? I love inviting people to restaurants that are close to my house, regardless oh. of the quality. And being like, <laughs> it's my favorite place, and it's yeah. a block away. You know what I mean? <laughs> that place yeah, was yeah, good, yeah, though. Yeah. I mean, this is this, we're giving good. them free promo right now. Rao's. Is it Rayo's? I don't know. Are, yeah, I don't know I, is there anybody Italian who can help us? Who's Italian? It's the, it's the jars Lane with the sauce. <laughs> Matteo Lane. It's a Raz. Matteo Lane is making a huge comeback in my algorithm. Like all my YouTube shit is saying, here's a Matteo Lane video. Because like, he's, 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 he's full on doing channel content. He's so good at it. He's doing cooking tutorials. And I, God, we love Matteo Lane in this chat. He don't is we? so funny you know what he and i were just talking about and this is like a side note we were just he and i just did just for laughs two nights ago and we were like uh, we were like we used to want to be like i'm gay but i appeal to everyone or like i'm the gay guy who can perform in any room and mm -hmm, now i'm like no no way if i don't make <laughs> jokes that only gay people laugh at i'm quitting yeah absolutely i want alienation wow. i yeah. want it to fall on deaf ears <laughs> i want straight people, to, straight people to feel excluded by the yes. content I mean, I always say, like, whenever I'm doing a show, I always do pull the crowd and I say, who's straight here? And then some of them even make noise, which I then sort of like unpack, like, look at you all, you straight people cheering for yourselves. And then I say, just kidding, just kidding. I don't want anyone to be here and feel uncomfortable just because something is wrong with them. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Straight people, they have this <laughs> disease, this affliction that is being straight. And I just, but I don't want and my show them to feel bad about that. But I don't care if they get the jokes. It's not for you. Right. You see the straight girls get lost, and I'm like, sorry, you don't know about poppers. Sorry, they haven't done a mini challenge on Drag Race on the subject yet. But I don't. It's not my responsible. It's not my responsibility to educate you. But straight girls have right. found poppers, though. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. <laughs> yes. What do you, What do you guys think is going on psychologically, spiritually, with people who do poppers in the middle of a night out at a club? I do it. <laughs> um, I do it, but okay. And our guest we has walked away. We've we done do it together, Bon. <laughs> Tricks. What? I was DJing the, the the other night, and somebody reached over the decks and was like, "And I was like, <laughs> are you on crack cocaine?' He's like, get out of here!' Like, I, I think it's I don't exciting. know. I just always it. <laughs> no, it's great because there are songs that are popper songs. You know this, Tricks. Charlie XCX. Like yes, a Charlie XCX. No. Any anything yeah. by Charlie, but anything by Charlie. A, a good puss, good puss by Cobra. Yeah, 
Yes, honey. Do you know what I mean? Like these are these are popper songs. I mean, not for nothing. You want the rush song of song can be anything you get excited about. I was at the Chicks the other night, and they played Sleep at Night, and I was ready to pop the poppers. How do you sleep yeah. at night? I wanted the oh, yeah. poppers popped. When yeah. when oh. second verse of Not Ready to Make Nice, baby, pop the poppers. I'm oh, saying, yeah. when you find out what happened to Earl, I'm fucking flying high. I'm soaring, flying. It could be any, but that's a slippery slope. It could be like, oh, oh. O'Reilly's, and you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. You know. Zatarans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. Zatarans. Um, Mama's got whites, bright, like, oh, fuck, get the popper. You know, it could be anything. Stanley Steamers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to pop the popper to Stanley Steamers so bad. Anytime you listen to a radio station, it's like 106.1 BLI. You're in your car, fuck, going through your fucking, like, cabinets. Like, Open the glove poppers. box. <laughs> no, not even that. You have a wet rag like that movie with um with the guy in the club sniffing the rag with <laughs> you know what, what what is that? Oh my God. Al Pacino, right? He plays a hustler. Hustler? No, he plays like a gay hustler who like is murdering people, right? I don't know. Al Pacino played a gay hustler who was murdering people? <laughs> I I think so. I don't look it know. Up, look it up, That's look the it title up. of that. A gay hustler who murders people is the title of your second app. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you are. Al Pacino's queer film <laughs> Cruising. Pacino plays Cruising. Steve Burns, a detective trying to solve a series of homosexual murders. He goes undercover pretending to be a, a gay SM person. I love that. Whoa. And there's a scene where he's like dancing in a club sniffing a rag. Like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, like Damn. a gay guy. Yeah, he's gooning. <laughs> Gooning. He's gooning. gooning. Oh gooning. my god, wait. I, that's that that is the word for what we do in the club. The gays, we get together and bring we're gooning. gooning back. Bring I the word gooning and baiting. Back. Gooning and baiting Gooning with your and baiting. You know what? Wait. You know what a word that uh, I was talking to Mary Beth Barone and she wants to bring back geeks as an insult. Like you're a fucking geek. Like get yeah, out of my geeks. face. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, people have been way too proud of that for too long. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's nerds. Now, now, like, nerds, people are like, I'm a nerd. And, like, there's, like, a pridefulness about it, which, like, great, good for you. But geeks is, like, there's no way you make that seem cool. No, that's what sucks about the internet is anyone can have a community now and feel empowered. Oh. Anyone can get online and find an online community and feel empowered. So you have these geeks and these nerds getting together in their <laughs> geek and nerd communities and suddenly they're walking into school with their heads held high. And I think it's disgusting. And what I have to say to them disgusting. is you're geeks. You're fucking geeks. Well, I also don't like hot, cool people who like exploit <laughs> one avenue of their personality that might be slightly <laughs> geeky and they're like i'm such a dork yeah I i'm know, such a I know. fucking nerd it's pokemon for these gay guys yep. gay men uh, the first thing yes. they go to is pokemon and i and i say that as a pokemon fan for life but like yeah who's also one of the coolest people in america bowen thank you like, well thank that's you. the thing but unless you have a twitch channel where you live open pokemon cards eight hours a day you are not a nerd you know what I mean? No. Show me the real tea. Show me the real yeah. receipts. Show me the squirrel tattoo on your face, bitch. Show me the real tea. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. But is there, have you done that before? Like, is there one thing about you that you have? Like, for you, is it like, well, I like folk music. Did you ever use that as like a geek nerd card? No one thinks liking folk music <laughs> is cool. People who do folk music don't think it's cool. It's <laughs> yeah, a little like musical right. theater where people, even people who do it are like, isn't it yeah. fucking dumb? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And also a lot of people who do electronic music and stuff, EDM, they like start, they started in real instruments, folky shit. And then at some point a flip switch, like they turn folk is their past and their beginning. And then they turn mm-hmm, to like right. EDM. 
yes. music. Like Maggie Rogers. Popper music. <gasps> yeah, I remember reading an interview about Moby, like saying that he like went to a gay club and heard like house music for the first time and mm-hmm. his complete like desire and music changed. Yeah. He was like, I want to do house music. I, 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 th- do- I think that's a real thing about Maggie Rogers too. Like she went to school because like, she went to the Clive Davis school at NYU, which is like very, very tough to get into. Like they genuinely try to prepare people to become like recording superstars and like big producers and she was like a folk artist period and then being Mm -hmm. in the city i think she was exposed to like club music and that's when she did her thing and had her like iconic youtube clip with pharrell where he she was playing her song for him and he was like who the fuck is this girl and then she became mr totally yeah folk music i mean i don't have anything like that i mean drag well I mean, drag drag wasn't very wasn't very cool till recently. So I mean, there now was a the long president t- does drag. You know what I mean? Like that's like that girl, right, everyone yeah. does dra- everyone does drag. Everyone <laughs> it's has Barbie, a wig it's from Barbies Amazon. For you. It's right, girl, right, right. Oh, it's definitely Barbies because people are like, I love Barbie, and I'm like, but where were you in 1962 with fashion? Qu- you know what I mean? Like, because I really know <laughs> when about fashion Barbies. queen Barbie hit the scene. The way you I'm showed about- off fashion queen Barbie. Oh, yes, yes. On the show, yes. With James, yes. The way I'm gonna go to like. It's like when nerds go to superhero movies and they hate it no matter what. Oh yeah, right. that's gonna be me with with the Barbie movie. I'm gonna be like, "Are you excited and thrilled?" I'm excited and thrilled because I I love anything about <laughs> something I love. No one mm-hmm. hates The Sims more than Sims fans. No one hates mm. Drag Race more than Drag Race fans. No one right. hates Stephen King adaptations more than. Stephen. So I don't participate in loving something and therefore hating it. I think that's psychotic. Love that. And you know what? That's that's really important. And that's actually something about stan culture that I'm like, if you were a real stan, and I'm just going to bravely say this right now, okay? A real Taylor stan would want her to not fly in that private jet as much as she does. A real Taylor yeah, stan yeah, would be like, reduce the emissions, mama. And some of these stan Twitter threads are like, are a defending thre- the this, it's, it's so fun. It's so funny to watch these stan Twitter threads that are like, a thread of Taylor supporting the environment. Taylor's lyrics are said to say things about trees. Taylor released <laughs> the album Folklore in 2020, and it was very much taking place in the woods, which is the environment. It's like, which these, is these, trees. Which is trees, actually. So she never got on a plane ever in her life. And I'm just like, guys, it's okay to stand someone. And I think this is important. And also, hold them to account it's like when you're being a friend and you see that your friend is in trouble a real friend says something period it's also okay to like someone's art and not personally co-sign on every moral decision they've ever made absolutely like the way now we require people we stand to have the same beliefs we even we even require corporations to have values we 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 require kleenex during the month of june to show us that they like gay people or to pop their pussy Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't matter to me if Coca-Cola says they like gay people. That's not a person. That's not even like, what are we talking about? It's actually real culture number four. Coca-Cola? Cola, that's not, that's not a person. 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 Yeah, yeah, every Pride Month, it's like, we're ready to show that, you know, <laughs> Nike, Nike is fierce. And I'm like, it's a shoe, Mary. And it's a flat. <laughs> It's so flat. It's, a flat. <laughs> it's not even a heel. Oh, yeah. wait, wait, going back to the Barbie thing, I love. I, I think you did. You did, you did have a quote or something <laughs> about Margot Robbie that I loved because you were like, "When I think of Margot Robbie, I think relatable. That's my grandma. That's my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's my aunt. Yes, I know. 
I know, you know, I, I did, uh, I did get called in, of course. And, you know, she and I, Why? we get seen in a lot. Well, she and I get seen in a lot of the same rooms. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> sure. uh-huh. it's always like They were looking me. for a Barbie type. It's either going to be Margot yeah. Robbie or Trixie Michelle. It's Michel. crazy that you were not asked to be in the movie, though, Trixie. <laughs> that is well, like everybody and their mother is in it. It's so true. Her, Samara Weaving, you know what I mean? Like, Naomi Watts for some time. Like, we'd all be, and it's like, hey... <laughs> Samara Weaving. Samara Weaving. Who might be Margot Robbie. She just shot up in bed and is like, huh? Someone? (laughs) (laughs) Samara Weaving. Ears are burning. Oh, I hope she is. Love you, Samara. So, uh, yeah, but I I didn't get asked to be in the movie, but I will say, and I I believe in predicting the future, when it comes time to promote that movie, you know this whore is going to get a call. You know I'm going to go do some red carpet where, where I have to be like, you know, what was it like putting on a blonde wig? You know, like, of course. And I'll do it. And I'll do it. Your rate has to be so... No, but you have to do it for so much money. But I'm going to tell you, because I'm a person in a wig, the opening call will be, it's a great opportunity for you. We don't have budget at this time, but we do need you to fly yourself to North Korea. And we need you to interview Margot Robbie while jumping out of a plane. Uh-huh. But and, we, look, and, and it's a great opportunity. And please look absolutely fabulous. The tricks that we know on ready. TV. That's what you want to see. Yeah. And we do need you to submit four outfits for approval three months in advance. It's it's literally going to be that. I mean, it's, it's crazy. But good for them. Good for them. Can I ask, was that your decision to be... Well, you were EPing on the show, but was that your decision to be in drag for most of Trixie Motel? Yes, I wanted to be in drag all the time originally. Unfortunately, because originally Dave and I conceived the show. We created it and conceived it. Like, we were watching, like, My Life on the D-List, mm. The Simple Life, The Comeback... And Brady renovation. So like mm-hmm. there's the reno element Perfect. with the camp element. And then there's parts in the show where we're kind of playing reality show. Like yeah. it's a little bit it's, the office I, sometimes. My favorite parts of the of the fucking show are when you guys were pretending to be on a reality show. Does that we make sense? Are. I mean, yes. There's a part in the last episode. It opens with me, um, <laughs> Emily Hampshire from Schitt's Creek checking yes, in. Right, right, right. And we do like an improv comedy scene basically where I trick her into working at the motel. And it's like well, uh-huh, I'm the uh-huh. person in a wig and <laughs> pretending to be real is my reality in drag. So we can right, sort right. of do reality TV skit as reality TV because it is real. I mean, we did spend $2 million on a building that we had to renovate. That was all real. So we already had enough yes, reality, you know, but we love doing like the, I mean, I just love being in drag as much as I could. Unfortunately, it was Palm Springs and it's renovation. Oh, so I can't so exactly hot. sit there and do manual labor and drag. No. You know, it's too much with no AC or whatever. But like, yeah, and I did a lot of it. I mean, if you watch like the time lapse sections, it'll be like the sun going down, and you'll see me in a room painting a mural for hours, like wow. running around with fast motion. Mm. So it's not like we did the. It was also like a balancing act because I said this affectionately to the friends at Discovery Plus. I said, "Well, I'm not like other Renault talent. I have a career. Like, yeah. I have a job." <laughs> So, like, in addition to renovating this, I have uh, I have to go do other comedy stuff. gigs and the makeup company. And, like, so half the show probably has to be following me to my other jobs. Because right. I'm not just, like, pretending to paint and then they all cut and I go sit <laughs> on a beanbag chair for two days, you know? No, this yeah, is yeah, your yeah. actual thing. <laughs> and it's our real building, our real <laughs> business. So, like, we, we had to spend half a million dollars on just reno. I mean, it's a myth that renovation television, they give you a bunch of money and do everything for free. No, That yeah. is not true. Mm. It was your own budget. That was your own money. Yes. I mean, they do things like trade outs. Like, for example, let's say you're redoing your kitchen and Black and Decker wants to give you a free fridge and stuff. Right, 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 right. right. And that's great. Or Don Edwards wants to donate the paint for your living room. Like, they definitely, you definitely can get items, 
more yeah. than you get a giant wire transfer to use as you please. Like that's did Lisa right. Vanderpump actually gift? Were those actually yes. gifts? Yes. That she was said, the production? I, I, well, when I pitched it to her, I was like, you know, we're all going to do like, it's going to be a little bit Trixie's famous friends forced into manual labor. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of the energy, right? Yeah. You have like Love Nicole Byer showing up in full hair and makeup. And Love. she's like, so what are we doing? And I said, here's a brush. <laughs> yeah. And she's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. oh, we're real. Or like Orville <laughs> Peck. I'm like, here's a hammer. We're really doing this. <laughs> yeah. But Vanderpump was like, I'm not doing that. She was like, I'll do, she's like, I'll buy you something. I said, yeah, we can go shopping, darling. Yeah. She, but she's not, you know, she's very involved in her businesses, but she's, I I don't think I'm going to get her on the, on her hands and knees pulling up, you know, tongue and groove. (laughs) She laid every brick at Sir though. She, that was every brick at Sir. Completely. (laughs) I mean, she is very self-sufficient though. I mean, she's arguably the richest, most famous person we had on the, on the show. Yeah. And she's the only one who drives himself, insists on doing their own hair and makeup and didn't require. Oh, really? Yeah. She's the, and then you have, I've learned through producing now that the newest, youngest celebrities are the most insane with their demands. And the oldest, most established celebrities are like, I'll, I'll drive myself. It's fine. Yeah. I don't need her to make it. Yeah. You want to know what it is? I bet that they're, the novelty of getting all that shit is just over for them because it just means they have to talk to more people. And she's like, no. Exactly. Because th- you do realize like when they do, like like when it is really involved, like these new people who are like not used to being driven places and have hair and makeup and like the snacks of it all and the being handled, it's like exciting for them. I Meanwhile, Lisa Vanderpump's like, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't want to talk to anyone. I'm coming. We're shopping and I'm out. <laughs> yeah, she also, because I was producing the show and she also knows like it's all my own money and my own budget. So she was mm-hmm. like, whatever saves you the most money, whatever's easiest, you know. That's awesome. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming, too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow... So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime. 
Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Hey, it's Bowen. And I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. specifically love the parts that were like playing reality you and david specifically where it was like you know you would like get the news that the permits or the licenses weren't working out in the way that they were supposed to and then it would cut away to you guys in the confessional and then you would turn to david and be like david you didn't tell me that the liquor licenses had to be signed in blood or whatever like you know like whatever or whatever the hell it was like it was (laughs) it was just very it was very cute and i don't mean that in a patronizing way but i was just like oh this is so this is a lovely viewing experience well, David didn't even want to be on the show. I mean, David's a producer. He never wanted to be on camera. He never wanted to be on the show. Originally, when I pitched the show, it was kind of me and my assistant, a little bit like the comeback. Yeah. But then because it's, you know, renovation is sort of family based, right? Your yeah. home or your business is about your personal stakes. Yes. So then they're like, well, your partner who's producing the show really owns half the business, really <laughs> is in it with you. And they're like, well, he needs to be on it. So then I turned to David, who's nervous, sweaty, and camera shy, and be like, you have, you know, it's like, you have to be on this show now. It's funny that I have so many friends who would shoot someone to be on television. Yeah. And then David, who earnestly doesn't want to be, is forced <laughs> into every scene. For him. It's so funny. He like, him in interviews, just sweating. You never know when fame is going to come Yeah, he's, he's really Aww. funny. And, you know, he just wanted to make the show and watching him be forced into being in it is really funny to me. Because he doesn't mm. want to be on it. I, mean, I also, just- like, I don't think I understood in the beginning that, like, this was an act. Like, I understood it as an actual. When the show was first announced, I was like, oh, that won't be something you can actually stay in. And then it's like, absolutely something you can actually stay in. And you know, I was on the website yesterday looking at rates. And I literally yeah, said to my group chat, I'm like, roast me. No, girl. I, no. I first of all, okay, I'm not I'm not dragging. I'm <laughs> saying I'm getting a gay army together and I'm taking over the Trixie Motel. I think it's going to happen in November. 
You should. We've only been opening it uh, like a couple months in advance because we're really trying to prioritize people who want to rent like the whole thing for their friends for the weekend. Or- I think that that yes. is the smart thing because it is so fun. And I have to just say, like, I was sitting here drinking my weed seltzer, fucking basking in it. It is so gorgeous to look at. It it's is. just like so every pretty. single room like is so fun. And I honestly was having a really hard time picking a favorite. I do think that like there is something to the Malibu Barbara room. I just interesting. I, I really, really respond to that because I feel like I can't book the Oh Honeymoon Suite for myself. But everyone, you got to go on the website Trixie Motel. And honestly, it's this would be a really fun thing to do with all your friends. But look at all the pictures. Obviously, watch the show. But like you can see on the whole website, the website by the way is amazing, gorgeous, like really well laid out, Thank like very, you. very like just you're so good at all this. But like it was really fun to like engage with it while I was watching because I was getting excited about a Palm Springs getaway and. My question for you is, can you play music outside? Uh, because it's a commercial space, you can't. Fuck yeah. Wow. This is what I'm saying. So if nobody knows, I'm sure you guys have talked about it because you guys visit PS. You In a rental, you you guys get kicked out of a rental. Oh, I heard they got kicked out. My ass got kicked the fuck out for of a rental. playing music on an iPhone. In the middle right? of a lip sync competition. Outside. For playing, yes. My friend Chris Liker was dressed as a cat and he had to go to the door and field the... <laughs> The the leasing person saying, not only are you not allowed to do this, but you all have to leave within the hour. Pack up your shit now. No second chances. It was yeah. It was really crazy. And if you are going to Palm Springs and you think, oh, it won't happen to us, listen to my voice, the voice of truth. It will happen to you, honey. You are in danger, girl. We will be offering a lot of... Well, first of all, we have like the Disneyland Rocks thing where music plays from somehow nowhere. We have that. Love in addition that. to that, we have a lobby that you could throw... You could put a disco ball up in there and throw a dance party inside if you want like more of a vibe. We also have things like um, a movie theater screen that you can put up by the pool with a projector so you can put on a movie of choice and swim and drink and watch your favorite movie with your friends. So I mean, David and I used to go to Palm Springs and our options were either stay in a soulless Airbnb that's clearly a rental owned by rich fags where I can get literally kicked out from my phone ringing too loud. <laughs> yeah. Or stay in a rotted boutique motel that was gutted or the, or the Margaritaville, which is fine, but like the flip-flop is a stiletto at the Margaritaville. That's all I'm going to say. So... <laughs> That's for a real culture. It's real culture number 44. The flip-flop is the stiletto of Margaritaville. Margaritaville. <laughs> and honestly, we love Palm Springs and we love that the gay men there are in their 60s living their 20s and it's it's timeless. Everybody is sun damaged yeah. in an old leather bag but presenting the spirit of a 16-year-old girl. And we honestly, like, we wanted to contribute something that we felt like was bla- like glaringly missing. Mm-hmm. And nobody's more 60s in California than Trixie. So it was like, yeah. this is... Mm. It, it's perfect. We were looking at... Um, we were on Zillow and I was looking at domestic like listings because I thought I'd just get a pink place and make it a house that's pink and I put some, you know... And that motel showed up because it was zoned as condos. We didn't even look at other... Really? ...commercial properties. So it was like, it was like fate. Like the universe presented me with a seven-room pink motel and I was like, it's a long shot. We just got to look at it. I was like, yeah, let's just gotta. look at it. Yeah. And so then, you know, David went without me and looked. He was like, he's like, this place has like a magic. He was like, we have to do this. I mean, you know, we've done a lot of weird things with Trixie over the years. Like, you know, a, the makeup company or albums and stuff. But a motel was really a hard left. But once we started, I was like, this feels exactly Trixie. 
like it all makes sense. It 100%. all works in the ethos of Trixie. Yeah, because Trixie's sort of a, in addition to being blonde in California in sixties, she's sort of at her heart like an earnest capitalist. Oh, too, you <laughs> yeah. know, in a fantasy, but she's a little bit Mickey Mouse, where it's like, yeah, it's earnest and it's also trying to sell you something. And but also Knowingly. with Palm Springs again, I love Palm Springs. And it was a rock and a hard place between a rental I didn't want to stay in or a motel I didn't want to stay in. And it was like, well, let's make something that is really going to gag the children. And I, every room, my face, even though I knew what the designs were and a lot of them, I participated in making them, walking into them furnished every time I was like, we are about to snap on all these hoes. And there's, yeah. there is something inherently vacation about Trixie too. Like Trixie yes. is resort. Like if, in fact, wasn't one of your intro looks like as if she was, she was, wasn't you, weren't you she in was resort, resort wear? wear? Yeah. A swimsuit. Yeah. Like it, it, it was giving like, I'm here for vacation. Like it really is like one of those things that it seems like you stumbled into because not only were all the opportunities there, but also it is one of those things where it's just like pretty perfect branding wise. Yeah, I mean, even the character of Barbie's from a fictional small town in Wisconsin and moves to California like Malibu <laughs> to pursue their dreams. So, like, even that to me was like, okay, that's, I'm actually from small town Wisconsin. And there's yeah. something about Trixie, even though I'd never really been to Palm Springs, by the time I started going there, it was like, I went, I found the characters like home. It was yeah. like, because mm. everything's 60s there. Right. And so it feels like, <laughs> it feels like every <laughs> room. <laughs> What? Bowen, your audio was slow for a second and you were going, mm, and it went like this. It went mm, for like, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> We were laughing. Wow. Yeah, it was it Can was we weird. capture that, Doug? Mm, I would mm, love to. Mm, mm, Roll mm. it now. Play it now. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, yeah. cool. And also, it. like, um, there's something, it's, it's also the paradox of being earnestly capitalist like Trixie, but Trixie's still a queer small business. Yes. So like it's not can, nefarious. It's not evil. No. It's like I can give you something really cunty. And also <laughs> part part of the threads of drag is money. Someone yeah. comes out and drag, you give them money. It's part mm-hmm. of the exchange is money. Yes. It's yeah. part of the art of drag. <laughs> is making the dollar. Yeah. And then even like, you know, we the motels in Palm Springs are priced, it's a vacation town in California. Yeah. The motels for what they're priced, I just always felt like they weren't giving. And so I was like, let's do something yeah. at this Palm Springs price point that actually is giving. Not to mention, every room is giving different. Like, you right. only get Malibu Barbara's totally different than Atomic Bombshell. Yeah, totally. uh, Atomic Bombshell is my favorite. Is I, it I really? There. Yeah, the colors are gorgeous in Atomic Bombshell. They're all really good. Malibu Barbara, I'll say that I didn't anticipate that being a lot of people's favorites, but that was people's like, they love it. And then Atomic Bombshell, we knew just because it was kind of boyish in a way, we were like, people are going to love this. Yeah. Yeah. Is it genuinely close to Hunters and like all those places? Like, is it like maybe, maybe five minutes up the street? Yeah. Love it. Wow. Yeah. You get to p- town and you take a right. It's right there. Mm. Wow. It was listed as a condo, but then did you have to like go through rezoning shit for it to be like a commercial thing or no? No, it's listed as both. And if you watch oh. the show, you'll notice a lot of our trials and tribulations have to do with permitting. I mean, Palm oh, Springs yeah. is- It's a, a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. The mayor of Palm Springs told me in an episode, she said, uh, she was, well, she's a former mayor. She was the first queer female mayor, I think, in California. And she said, Palm Springs is like no place else and we want to keep it that way. Yeah. Which is protective. why they are rigid. If you want to paint your front door in Palm Springs, you need approval. 
the exact wow. shade, everything. And when we painted the motel, the city said they didn't like it and they were going to start finding us every month. Yeah, and I said, well, how, I said, how much is the fine? I don't care if it drains us like a swamp. I'm not changing the color of this motel. <laughs> is it currently like, draining you like a swamp? Do you, are you paying no. for it? No. Uh, they changed their mind, I think. But like, I, but there's a lot of things like, for example, we removed one of the... Um, we removed one of the drains in this in the pool and then found out that was code. So one day we woke up to a sign that said, like, you're in violation of the cities. So then we had to drain the pool, put in another drain. Little things you never think of. Our original idea was to put my eyes in a mural on the bottom of the pool, but it's a safety hazard because it can obstruct the view of someone drowning. Um, <laughs> oh my well, that, god well what, what's the fine for that strict. yeah I, <laughs> I honestly it, the, the music thing I was genuinely thinking about because I was like if this has to be a silent thing like that would that, that I think would hurt it but the fact that Toilet. you have Disneyland rocks and I'm that we're calling them Disneyland rocks really makes me very happy <laughs> and the fact that they're on premises is is mage it's mage well I don't think you can go wild like we can't do thumpa thumpa but like some right. of my dreams of the motel is to do appearances but not tell anyone so uh. if it's particularly booked <gasps> my dream is to like at 9am on a Sunday bring my <laughs> turntables up there and start DJing and just have people like come out come out yeah. you? <laughs> it's or like, like Dolly me- showing up to Dollywood yeah or like me in a maid outfit just cleaning rooms that day like <laughs> I want people to be gagged by yeah. like wow. oh this person's really here because one thing we didn't have to inflate making the show was the stakes this is yeah. our real money this is our real business not to mention doing business with your partner introduces a lot of stress introduces mm. a lot of you really start to see the things you love about each other turn into the things you, you really stress out about start each other. to see the cracks you see the yes. cracks starting to show and it is go time on your relationship that's why yeah. I always say couples should go on reality television to face the ultimate test <laughs> I've worked in hospitality, like through gay bars and stuff. I've been a delivery driver, a dishwasher, a, a server, a, a shot girl. And mm. applying that like pre-drag race working in, nobody mentions that pre-drag race, we are bar employees. Right. Exactly. We all work yes. in hospitality. Yes. In post-drag race, I've been to every gay bar on the planet. I've stayed in every motel and hotel in every city. So what better way to apply all that knowledge than to open like a, basically like a mini queer Dollywood yeah. and be like, I'm going to avenge all the wrongs I've ever been wrong <laughs> yeah. yes, in places yes. by making it fierce. And of course, know? treat your employees like the shit you were treated. Really just uh, drag them. <laughs> yes. Well, it is, it, I'll tell you this. It is hard to hire in Palm Springs. It's it's a town of the people, on vac- people on vacation, people who are retired, and there's quite a fierce drug problem in Palm Springs. <laughs> so so it's not, a, not everyone's resume is screaming out, hire me. Yeah, their resume is just screaming because they're outside your house screaming, you know, <laughs> you know, and the break ins. And the, I mean, Palm Springs is stunning to look at, but it has its own social problems. I mean, California itself in many areas is a, is a living, breathing human rights violation. Oh, yeah. And Palm Springs is is not <laughs> immune to that. So even hiring the right people, you know, it's almost like we finished the renovation and we wrapped the series and it was like, oh, and Dave and I standing there in this literal palace where everything is perfect and then we're like we have to open this now now we have to let people Mm -hmm, walk around mm -hmm. in here yeah i know that's a thing all my gay friends being like the way i'm gonna come to your motel and fucking get plugged i'm like everybody's like threatening to defile the motel everyone's like the way i'm getting fisted in the like i'm like okay lay down a tarp or people are like i have friends making lists of the things they're gonna steal and i'm like no 
Iggy Azalea, who in the series, she she was a former motel cleaner and she comes into- Oh yeah, she can really make a bed. That was incredible. She has hospital corners. She has the hospital corners down. (laughs) Yes, and that's the thing about anybody in entertainment. We all have some hospitality bones in us, right? Because we all have done it. Yeah, yeah. And it was interesting watching Iggy, who is kind of a living, breathing Betty Boop (laughs) or Angeline or something, watching her Mm -hmm. come in with this real world knowledge. (laughs) And she's just like, oh, everything in your room, it's going to get stolen. If it's not getting stolen, it's getting come on it. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and she's like, my biggest forget. thing is have doubles of everything. And I'm like, everything in here is one of a kind. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubles. You Am really I supposed to call doubles. Jonathan Adler and say, can you send me another $4,000 dresser, please? Once you stay in a hotel, you realize how much come is all over everything. Because when you're in the hotel room, you're the one producing the come. And I never come more than when I'm in a hotel room. It's just sort of the truth of my life. And so to think that when I'm checking into a place, it hasn't been absolutely desecrated by the pig that was in there before me is just, <laughs> it's just not the truth. And not just my come. And also like, I'm white. No. If it's, uh, you know, people go to hotels and wipe their asses with towels. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like people, hotels are... In a way, they're inviting <laughs> you to do things that you wouldn't America. do in your own home. <laughs> yeah, because you don't have to deal with it after. <laughs> yes. And I hope that because, I mean, at this place, you're <laughs> basically sleeping in an art installation. I hope that we discourage people for being too gross. <laughs> um, but you never know. You never know. You never I, know. Wasn't Iggy the one on the show who was like, people behave anonymously in these hotel rooms or in any hotel room because... Because they feel like they can't, and that's why that that just like brings out every dark instinct in your in your mind. Absolutely, I mean, it's like when you get in drag, you become another person. When you mm-hmm. get to a hotel, <laughs> it's weird because you're giving them your first and last name and your credit card on file. <laughs> why would that encourage you to act foolish and break things and get feces on things? I don't know. You're not anonymous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to mention they have a way to financially charge you for your wrongdoing. So I don't know why we go so YOLO at hotels. But The other day right. I was in a hotel in Chicago and I swear to God, it was pristine. It was like a nice hotel. I won't say where or, or what it was for, but I it's pristine. And I look over and on the shower wall is just a clump of hair, like from one of those like scary movies. It was like insidious. It was like a clump of hair just like hanging on the wall. Like like very much like a long-haired woman was in this shower. And like, I don't know how this happened with her hair, but it was clumped on the wall. And it was just so shocking because everything else was an Iggy Azalea folded corner. Everything else was, was like truly lickety motherfucking split and there was a chunk of hair (laughs) on the wall and I was just looking at it like and I just stood in the shower and looked at it long enough where I was like can I shower with this next to me or am I gonna have to not shower right now to call someone up and explain what this is and get this taken care of ultimately I did stand in the shower next to the chunk but I was not happy about it and I actually never reported it well you know it wasn't me (laughs) you know but also I mean it could, I mean, it could be anyone. I, but listen, when, people with long hair have about as much understanding of how crazy and gross their hair is as smokers <laughs> do of how much they smell like smoke. <laughs> smokers are like, oh, well, I had a mint. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so now you smell like someone shoved a, a Tic Tac in the end of a burning cigarette. Like you smell the same. You yeah. still smell, yeah, 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 yeah. When I worked at the Mac counter, I remember my assistant manager, she would, 
um, I just, I've never really understood smoking. And I guess when I was younger, I didn't really know. You don't ever know if you're talking to a smoker when you say something, right? So I remember she was like, do you smoke at the interview? And I said, no. Like I said it, like she asked <laughs> like if I snarled. killed people. Yeah, I was yeah. like, no. And she was like, well, some of us do. So just like, you know. <laughs> and I remember she was, she was one of those smokers for like every hour, right? Yeah. Every hour. And I feel sort of up and down about the ethics of smoking at work. And like, if I want to go kick rocks outside once an hour, I should be fucking allowed to too, right? <laughs> but if you are doing someone's makeup, you're touching their face. Yeah. You're touching their face. And you're like, well, I ate a mint. Mary, Mary, yeah, back your up. hands, your hands. It's yeah. hammer time, bitch. Like, yeah. wash that hair, mama. Come back in a towel. It it went. It's one of the things about cigarette use that is a that is a lingering thing that no one can say there. It does have an odor. At least with and now I work with Katya, so like you know I've seen fire and rain as far as smoking. <laughs> At least Katya's the only one I know who like is a smoker, and she's like, yeah, the smell. She's like, I'm. I know it's horrible. You know. It's, you have to really but it, it doesn't it doesn't help sure but like acknowledging <laughs> it does not solve the problem sorry Cox. yeah i'm just happy with her that smoking is the most self if she's if that's her biggest self-destruction that day i'm like wow. yeah <laughs> yeah i get on i get on bowen about his cigarette smoking but then do I you will smoke say, bowen he does not anymore i'm not anymore. so sorry for just monologuing about that in front of you do you see what i mean trust me but identifying as a smoker also like means that you just have to take it like a champ whenever someone like goes into a diatribe about how bad smoking is because we know you know that it's awful i also drink and it's like well you can't be in illusions about that either right like drinking's not right, good for right, you right 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 if, if you got drunk the night before you definitely don't smell good the next morning oh that takes me back to college i remember <laughs> this one kid like we would go to ballet at like 8 30 in the morning on a friday and people would smell like thursday thirsty thursday and you, you would smell <laughs> like the beer coming out of their pores and you're like uh, I've been that person. I, I was that person when I was younger. Yes, it's and horrible. That's because it's like, it's like, and that's why I like always like check myself after I do get on Bowen about a smoking because then when we were in the pines, like, th- like this last time, I was pretty much smoking cigarettes all day, every day. Like, I, and I, I finally, more than me. I, I don't know about that. You, Bowen, you do smoke a lot when you are smoking. Like, you, there is like, when I smoke, I smoke. Yeah. When yeah. you are smoking, you're smoking <laughs> a lot. And so that week, that week, I don't know why I filed it away in my brain. Like, this is going to be my cigarette week. And I literally have not since and don't have a desire to. But I will say, like, I understood for a second the thing of needing to literally blow off steam. And the only time I got into a little altercation with someone, I was smoking a cigarette. And I think, honestly, (laughs) that's enough for me to be like, no, it makes you like one of those bitches who sits there and smokes and fights. Like, you can't smoke cigarettes. There's something about, like, the glamour and attitude of it for me that I literally started in with our friend James Scully on something he said. I like to pop off at him. And he was like, are we doing Housewives right now? And I was like, I literally stopped myself immediately. I was like, yeah, I don't know what, I think it's the cigarette. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. Like two puffs in, you're like three, two, one. I just think it's funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just think it's funny is like the most toxic anything. Like, well, I I literally said to him, the line I said was, and it was a housewives line was, it was, everything was going fine until you said that stupid shit. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, oh, are we doing housewives? And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry now. Oh my God. It was like a reefer madness or like anti-smoking PSA. Like yes, they should show yes. that for anti-smoking. Like somebody <laughs> snapping. A, it's almost like the, you become a real diva when you're hungry. You like Snickers commercial. Bitch. Yeah. 
<laughs> like you having two puffs of a cigarette and then like a housewife's like like throwing wine glass and smashing it. Yeah. That's a, a, I mean, I've, I haven't been keeping up with the program. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said... Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know if I'm allowed to say, did I tell you guys about the, the, the Bravo pilot I did? No. No. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm just going to say it. Ooh, just say okay. it. So I, during COVID, I had the pleasure of being part of a pilot that was supposed to be a show that was going to have housewives of different franchises um, competing in food and drink sort of nailed it style challenges against each other. Mm-hmm. Great. Girls from different franchises being like, today you have to cook this <laughs> food. You have to make this drink. And you have to set the table and then judges will like decide who was the ultimate housewife. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. And I (laughs) didn't have to see housewives. And that's when I started texting you, Matt, that I was like, I'm watching housewives for the first time. Oh, yeah. Um, 
So then I had to binge a bunch of it. And that's how I even found out who Lisa was. Because I didn't, when I met her, I did never see. I remember when you were watching the early seasons of Beverly Hills and you were, you were sort of falling in love with Lisa as you were working with her in real life. And it seems like that actually is a warm, good relationship, which makes me like LVP more. Oh, LVP is like the most real bitch friend I have. And, and, you know, she's a drag queen entirely, but it was weird knowing her and then reading her origin story at the same time. It was like, yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, I was saying, oh, there was, I, I hope it sees the light of day and I hope it don't get in trouble. But uh, there was a housewife, Karen Huger from Potomac. Yep. Yes. And we got to do an episode with her. And I don't think it'll ever see the light of day. Um, let's just say allegedly. This allegedly happened. Yeah. Allegedly. allegedly happened. And let's say allegedly uh, she had to cook food and uh, started her kitchen on fire during the episode. Oh my God, Karen. that needs Karen. That needs to be on television. That needs because that is and I, I now I'm thinking now I'm thinking what she looks like in my mind trying to put out a fire in the kitchen and it's musty TV. It's Frasier yeah. the show. It, that's how funny it is. It's as funny as Frasier to think well, about. Well, I think that in Housewives world, there's no happy medium. There's the women who <laughs> cooking is their art almost. Kyle Richards, and there's the women who are like. I can't fucking turn the stove on. Lisa Rinna, it's no right. medium. It's no medium. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And I guess, uh, especially through the business, creating the, the motel business, that's something Vanderpump is a really good resource on because she, you know, does the menus at her restaurants. Like, yeah, does yeah. the drink menus. You don't serve, it was, serve food, though. It's just a bar. It's a bar. It's going to be a bar for the guests. And then we will work out some sort of, like, food from other places program. Mm. Because, I mean, if you want, you know, you have to have the square footage. Palm Springs is small. Our property is small. You can't even build new structures 25 feet from the curb. I had to learn all the rules of Palm Springs. Whoa. 25 feet. Okay, sure. I love Palm Springs. Where where do you guys like to go when you're there? I mean, uh, see, Bowen hasn't gone as much as I've gone. My favorite bar there is Quads. I love Quads. I love screaming along to musical theater. I took you there, right, Bo? You did, you did. It was fun. And this is why I also like, what is it? Showtune Sundays in the Pines. Like, I love anything where faggots can get together and scream these these stupid songs. Like, I want to see a bunch of faggots, like, scream along to somewhere that's green. Like, like sidetrack. Exactly. You know what I mean? And then when it gets a little too weird and everyone's like, huh? Like... I love those moments where it's like this. It's it's not even like all that jazz. It's class from Chicago. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, oh, it's, I the, love yes. it's the seasides. And I love it. I love it when it gets weird at those things. I love a show tune in a bar. I do. Or like they put on the Jennifer Hudson. I'm telling you, I'm not going. And some bag is like, it's shit about getting me the Jennifer Holiday. You know what I mean? Know, like, and then that's get, a yeah, 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 yeah. There, there is nothing like somewhere that's green coming on and a bunch <laughs> of loud fags going, <laughs> Exactly. And like crying and then going back to like second cock at the bar. Like, good for yeah, them. like, I need a hero is the next song. And you're like, okay, now we're here. Whoa. Little, I, I kind of have turned on musical theater and, but the, um, Little Shop of Horrors is my all time favorite. And it, it, Love. It, it gives what it needs to give. I don't know if you guys have ever yeah. read the libretto of that. It reads like surgery. Like she says this line, <laughs> she takes two steps and then turns and says this line, which is why every performance performance of it and production of it no matter what the scale is base level good because the music and the storytelling is good so -hmm. it's not relying on a star or a big budget it's just a good story with good music with good jokes it's howard ashman it's like oh it's so good like the writing is genius then you realize it is howard ashman and you're like oh of course this Mm -hmm. is genius but trixie conrad ricamora from the movie like did um the off-broadway um one that's 
on now and it's over but he was stunning and that was the last time i'd seen it but it really is good every time i will say it it does get a little too fucking weird for me in terms of the plot like in act two i'm sort of just like in act two right, act two gets yeah, crazy crazy i mean act one though is like perfect i will say perfect, but perfect. but act two story-wise for me like it gets weird but the that music is truly you saw her. it's unbelievable and i remember not to be a nerd but i wrote when i was in college during musical theater history i had to do like a dig, big deep dive on a musical and of course i picked that one mm-hmm. and like i remember watching a video interview of ellen green saying that like she was thinking she kind of got the role and she was pretty sure she got it and they were kind of like creating the role and kind of casting her but not, she said the first time she sang somewhere that's green her alan and howard sat and cried afterwards <laughs> Oh. And I, because I think that she knew and they knew like they just created like a master. Yep, something like wow. she Because she created it as much as they did, you mm-hmm. know. And Of course. And you guys know a few years ago, she's just doing it with um, Toby Mc... No, not Toby Oh, Mc- Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. At, I mean, fucking icon, dude. And like playing a character like that, that's basically like a Betty Boop inflation, but rooted in like real, real... Like it's real for yeah. them. I remember it's so annoying, but I hate musical theater. But when I was in college, I remember they were like, <laughs> "You're playing things real in unrealistic scenarios." Yeah, and like sure, Little Shop of Horrors sure. is exactly that. Like, yeah, it's real yeah. for them. Yeah. Oh, I recently watched Watchmen for the first time, the series, and it's like that too, where it's like inflated situations, but they <laughs> mm-hmm. play it like real. You know? Yeah, Matt still hasn't watched, it, and I've been imploring Matt to watch it for years at this point. It's so, isn't Gene Smart. That was like the first moment for me where I was like, where, where Gene Smart was making this comeback. And I was like, fuck, I've missed Gene Smart so much. She is so damn good in that show. And Regina King, obviously, but. Uh. Yeah, I mean, gay, and this isn't you, but gay men in general, we love a woman when she's brand new and young and we love her old, right? Yeah, so like, yeah, 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 yeah. People a couple years ago were like, I fucking always love Laura Dern. I'm like, we're, for two decades, you didn't. Yeah, where were uh-huh, you? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Where were you during the dark days? Where were you during the cold, <laughs> yeah. distant times where the, Hollywood wouldn't even answer the phone for Laura Dern? They're like, call us when you're 60. You know what I mean? Like, you <laughs> no, be, no, no. You better be 20 and wet or on death's door. We have fucking nothing 20 to do and wet. <laughs> 20 no. and wet. It's actually quite queer, I would say, to um, stand someone in their middle career middle era like i am newly obsessed with melanie linsky melanie linsky and now that i'm watching yellow jackets finally i'm like wow i'm upset i will watch every single interview you do i will listen to that crazy kiwi accent she's so damn good i love her so much genuinely one of the best actresses working i mean that she she can she can do anything and she has and that's what i love about like an actress like that popping off is just that like thank god like that's why you stick with it is this so that you can uh, one day look back like she could literally get like lifetime achievement award honestly with everything that she's done uh-huh, uh-huh. Sn- under the radar and now i hope under the radar wins. i hope she wins the emmy like i know I people love, i hope she wins love like so many other of those i guess nominees but like come on give it up yeah i mean it's like um people like like melanie Linsky, you're like oh wow she's in but i'm a cheerleader or like yeah. she's in yeah. so many things. Sweet Home, Alabama, Sweet Home in Alabama. She's she's been in everything. Yeah, everything. I mean, have you guys ever seen Heavenly Creatures, which was her movie that she was in with Kate Winslet when she was like they were teenagers, and basically it's Peter Jackson and they play these like girls who are best friends in New Zealand, and they're like they end up like killing 
their parents. It's it's uh, there's like or they kill somebody. Um, I, I haven't seen it in a really long time, but it's like very intense, and it's Melanie Linsky and Kate Winslet. And I remember there was like an interview at some point that was like Heavenly Creatures was an incredible experience, but it was really hard to see her then become Kate Winslet. And I was still like, uh-huh. you know, doing my thing, and like you know that movie like they were equally acclaimed like and it was just like that moment where you realize like oh i'm a character actress i'm not this leading lady mm. like it's going to be the hard yards for me and the years for me and yeah. to see her now like get this moment is like yes thank god there's going to be a couple years where i'm updating my own wikipedia <laughs> you know but you know who i always think of that not to bring it back to i mean i worship her i always think of rupaul because yeah. she basically and this is said with love she was like this huge, massive star, right? Icon. Mm-hmm. And then for like a decade, doing her own Punchline. Not, en- not entertainment, not doing anything. Punchline, yeah. almost, yeah. And then she showed up and she basically told a whole generation of people, in case you forgot, I am the most famous drag queen of all time. And yeah. this newest generation said, yes, you are. Yeah. When mm-hmm. really, like, this is a complete compliment and I hope nobody, you know, you, you could have said RuPaul at one time. You could have said, oh, it's like a cultural flash. Really, it's like a one-hit wonder. Yeah. But same with Michelle. Like, Michelle was in Seduction, which I read her book. Before I did Queen of the Universe, I read her book because I don't know Michelle that well. And I said, I got to go in with something. She's yeah. best friends with all these drag queens. And I don't even know. We don't have that kind of friendship. And I got to have something to talk to her about. So mm-hmm. I'm going to read her book. <laughs> um, and, I like, she's in Seduction, which toured for, like, two years, major hits, giant festivals. And she's in such a bad contract with this girl group that she she literally mm. tours for two years with and leaves with nothing no money nothing mm. she doesn't own her masters and then she has like a slow build through radio and now she's a huge massive star again and i always think of them as like because um when i used to listen to the t- what's the t the rupaul podcast they mm-hmm. would talk about how in entertainment you have to mentally be ready for ebbs and flows because it's yeah, the only yeah, way to yeah. be resilient I mean, but you also can't sit there and wonder, am I in the apex of my career? Am I in the beginning? Am I currently in the end of it? Because that's not helpful. No. And I think somebody like Melanie Linsky, they probably just at the time were like, well, I'm going to do my best work and just try to do my best Mm -hmm. work. And who knows? Yeah. You know, if she hadn't Uh, done Yellow Jackets, we would have been like, why doesn't she act anymore? Even if she was currently acting, you know? Totally, totally. Um, Speaking of RuPaul, uh, have you publicly made any statements about... Um, this season, or the winner at least. I just found out yesterday, you know, I mean, everybody knows this. If I'm not doing Pit Stop, I don't watch Drag Race. Everybody knows this. So I don't feel bad saying it. And I couldn't do Pit Stop because of Trixie Motel and scheduling. They were basically like, you would have to watch the whole season in like two days. And and I was like, there's no way. (sighs) You're missed, but Bob is great. You are missed though. Bob's amazing. Monet's amazing. I pride myself on elevating the pit stop to like yes. a must watch post. And I'm just going to say it, whatever, but I love them both though. And um, I love doing the pit stop. I'll say this and everybody can drag me. I'm obsessed with all those winners. Yeah. They are yeah. all amazing. When amazing. it comes to jinx, we are comparing Superman to a room full of Batmans. Yeah. Everybody's amazing, but jinx is unbelievable and yeah. unbeatable mm. as far as talent, potent talent. Right. She's as funny as anyone. She's as beautiful as anyone. She can sing her face off. Yeah. Like, Mm. you can lose to Jinx, lose, and be like, I gave. She (laughs) ate, but I gave. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But even though, okay, and even though you you didn't watch the season, like, Trixie, she was 
like clearly the front runner the whole time. And yet she was still this compelling reality TV character that you would watch. And she would be like very endearing in the workroom, be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like she was very relatable, even in her stature. Like it was so interesting and I loved it the whole time. Anyway, we're, we're very happy that she won. No, I got to watch it. I got to watch it because it's really good. It's really good. She really does a great job. And the thing too, like there's of course like going to be controversy whenever it's like the winner gets named, especially when everyone's this good. And like, it's a lip sync that determines the result. But like a lot of people have been on like, and like, like sort of upset about the fact that we are deciding the winner with these lip syncs, if they're not going to quote unquote matter. And I'm like, at that point, I'm like, wow, this fan base really goes in on the rules for All-Stars. I'm like, y'all, this is a drag show and it's All-Stars, RuPaul's Drag Race. We're all here to have fun. Like the the people online, like dictating it, like it's like like calling flag on the play. It is so funny to me because it's drag. <laughs> it's like everyone gets a chance to shine. It's Someone TV. wins, you all get money. They all get paid to be on the show. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to tell you guys that I understand what it's like for the audience to get mad when you win <laughs> yeah. based on the rules. Yeah, right. Like, so it's also funny because it's it's a room full of people who've won. These people yeah. don't even care if they win that much. I mean, let's be honest. Right. These people have all won. These people have all proved that, and this is also maybe shady, these people have all proved that have, winning also doesn't guarantee you a massive career. So some of them have no, proved that right. winning right. is sort of, it just happened and that's it. Yep. It's all of them individually. I've talked to all of them individually and all of them said I had the best time. And yeah. I'm so proud oh, of what good. I did. They should. They should all be. And everybody's saying this is the best season. It's like the ultimate season. I just... Um, mm. Would you do all winners if they did it again? If they asked? No never. Way. Not a gun to my head. Just because you mm-hmm. really don't want to compete. Period. At all. And I'm also like not good at it. I mean, part of being yeah. a star is knowing if you can't do fan kicks, don't raise your hand and say, let me do my fan kick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I would not do well. And some of those people are just flat out, like, yeah. better drag queens than most people. <laughs> like, I'm good at doing Trixie. I'm not good at doing drag race, you know? And I mean, maybe it's cowardly, but I don't want to do it because so. it's stressful no. and I wouldn't do well. No, so, also, you you don't need it. I mean, like, no, no, it has not that, limited you. It has not yeah. limited you. In any no, way. and like, needing it, honestly, watching the girls say they had so much fun. That makes yeah. me want to do it because it's almost like, well, I want to go to summer camp. Like, yeah, I, and fun. I want to go. Of course, like it's a fun opportunity and you do get to look incredible and show yourself doing talent when it's an area that you really want to flex in. But ultimately, it's like even. But I guess the thing is, like, they must have said something to them because you have to imagine that other queens do feel similarly to you, which is like, well, if I come back, like, are you going to make me look fucking stupid? Because that's what a reality show is. And like you do it to the all stars all the time. Like, am I going to come and show one look? So they had to come and say, like, you will be in every episode. We will. I imagine they did approach you. They did. Well, they said, hey, uh, and they didn't tell me not to tell anyone. So I'm just going to say it. They said, hey, we're doing, we are doing it all winners. And we know you don't really want to do it, but you're in the family and we don't want you to feel excluded. Like if you want to do it, we just want to extend the invitation. We know you're going to say no. And I said, yeah, I'm going to say no. But I said, thank you so much for inviting me. You know, mm, that's cool. Because when I want to do something, I always do it. Celebrity Drag Race, uh, the holidays, like, the, when I want to do it, I always do it. But I just mm-hmm. didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I said, I appreciate you guys asking. Because, you know, I love doing, uh, and like, I consider yeah. myself a wow employee full time anyway. <laughs> yeah. You're so, a wow yes. girl. I'm You're a, a wow girl. girl. <laughs> I mean, I love Drag Race. And I, and I, I turn up for World of Wonder. I, I think they've just, I mean, they don't, they don't give themselves flowers, but they really changed the world. I mean, they changed the world. I wouldn't have anything if they wouldn't have basically created an industry for me to participate in. 
you know? Yeah. The other thing is, uh, in reality television, you can't tell people there's no Santa Claus, right? So even if, even if they didn't tell anyone, we're going to make everyone look talented. Yeah. Drag Race, if this, if this, if the American Idol said these winners are the best singers in the world, there's no way you would come back and they would ever make any of you look incompetent. Yeah. Because then you're going against the lore of the show. Exactly. So even if you flop, you're going to flop relatably, but you're not going to flop like, wow, you should have never won. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's not what would happen. You should have never won. They should have said that to everyone as they're leaving. If you didn't win, I guess what we have to say to you is, wow, we're really rethinking a lot. And it's, it's also sort of a study. What I like about it is, and again, I haven't watched it. What I like about it is, it's a little bit Hunger Games quarter quell. It's a little bit... Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. Where, where it's people who are the best at their own thing. And we're throwing yeah. them into hypotheticals. And just for fun, we're going to compare and contrast. <laughs> but nobody's better or worse than anyone. So does that not convince you to go back then? No. I mean, it's you guys, Drag Race is really hard. Nobody talks about it. Of course. It's really physically, mentally hard. And I operate best in an environment where I do whatever I want and nobody evaluates me. And Drag Race is about Mm -hmm. doing what you're told and having it evaluated. It's also like literally giving up your phone for a long time. Like, not (laughs) period. Well, but period, the way you connect and communicate with other people, like, and the way that the fact that that's like such a part of it, they take it from you. The fact that you can't know what the news is. You know, yeah. you can't know top <laughs> yeah. news. You can't know that President Biden has contracted COVID. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's you you don't get to read the trades. You, you get know? to read the trades. Uh, yeah. You don't know. You're not going to know what happens with Emma Watson next. Yeah, and not to be gauche too, but it's also um, money. I mean, like even All Stars three when I won, even winning, I I think I lost money doing it because of the yeah, gigs I, I had to cancel and. Well, so when I they said this was a $2 million money. investment in the show, I was like, well, this makes that $100,000 seem like chumper change. <laughs> I, yeah, it's hard. And, you know, part of what makes Drag Race good is that the contestants are expected to basically... Imagine if you were cast in a superhero movie and it was your job to bring the costume and the special effects. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, so, right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> it's actually... It's actually any of those drag queens really i mean those any of those drag queens could wipe the floor (laughs) with me that i'm fine with i'm fine with not doing as well as other people but the work you guys i have nightmares about the preparation process of getting ready Kati and i don't even aspire to doing that good of drag the runways this season (laughs) Mm -hmm, i would always mm -hmm. watch the runways and i'd be like yeah i wouldn't even know who to call (laughs) right 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 it's truly wild preparation is like the most stressful part is the most stressful part period preparation oh, for, for for anything absolutely like the anticipation and oh god i hate rehearsing like are you guys rehearsals queens absolutely not <laughs> yes and no be, I, 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 yeah. I literally have to go to a rehearsal after this and i'm really so scared i hate rehearsal so scared like, honestly like i always like i'm rehearsing on tuesday for something and it re- it takes up 75 percent of my brain right now preparing yeah. to even rehearse um I, it, but when, once you do it i'm always grateful and i do sometimes enjoy the process but it's getting there and like yeah the mental like gymnastics mm-hmm. i believe in like going on going in off book and all that i believe in knowing your shit but yeah, i don't course. believe in pounding it until you hate it and then because you guys do stand up right yeah not really, but yeah, uh, kind of. Sometimes you go in too under-rehearsed, but because you're on that like razor Tanya Harding blade, <laughs> you actually perform better because you're like a little bit in hysterics that you're not prepared. 
Right. right. So I it's don't thrill- know. It's thrilling. I also think it's bogus when people say, I do my best work last minute. I'm like, no, that's not true no. either. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You've just procrastinated. That's all. Like that. Like that. That's what that means when someone says yeah. they do their best work last minute. Yeah. And it's also it's like a humble brag. It's like, yeah, I don't need to put in the time. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, okay, girl. <laughs> yeah, especially with stand up, it's like there's something in the adrenaline of having to trust ball that does make you perform a little better. Mm-hmm. And there's something yeah. in knowing mm-hmm. your shit that makes you perform better. It's the balance, right? I always feel like. It's just great to know how like the, the when I've been out there, I've been trying to get out there again. And it's just like you really have to keep up your skills, like learning how to communicate with an audience. And that's the only thing that's like, you know, the pandemic, like sort of like that is something that you miss. Like just that thing as a performer of just knowing like I am I, I have this down enough and like I'm still speaking the same language as the audience, but I'm feeling like it's still spontaneous and natural. Yes. But it is, Mm -hmm. you do need the reps for that. But that's not rehearsal, honey. And honestly, if like that, that's you get something out of that. We're preparing to rehearse is just preparing to like stand in front of one other musician and be like, okay, hello. (laughs) There's that like thing too of like needing the musical director or whoever it is, like the director of whoever it is, like your your people you're going to be working with, like what are they going to (laughs) bring? Yeah, I'm sure you guys feel this in anything live, especially on SNL, I can imagine. But like you trust yourself to go out there you know the material and you trust yourself to go out there blind. So whatever mm-hmm. happens in the middle, you're like, why do I scare myself so much? I trust yeah. myself to go out there and deal with it. So, yeah. Yeah. With all, <laughs> it's, it's, it's that ideally by the time it's Saturday, you are on that razor's edge and you've prepared just enough for it to feel somewhat spontaneous and new. And it's not, it's, it's still the, the novelty still there, but I will say, right. Ooh, I just, I got, I got chills just thinking about it. Now, the moment that you were in the chair, on weekend update before you get pushed out the scariest feeling i've ever felt in my life and it's it never gets easier it's only it's only the most terrifying sensation ooh 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 i hate it so much and yet it's like part of the joy of it yeah it also has to be the fact that you're literally getting pushed is that a little bit of it like they're, they're going to thrust you out there <laughs> you know yeah. i mean like <laughs> And you have and you have you have a mark to hit. You have a mark to hit on the desk. There's tape. Like you have a mark to hit at the desk, and you have to like catch yourself. I do it's love the whatever. weekend update slide. I love that little thing when someone comes out and they have to find themselves. Like, and also I love when a performer can incorporate <laughs> it. Like when when Cecily as the late the late Ivana Trump <laughs> comes out and she's like ah, and she's like a little drunk. Like she incorporates the weekend update slide into yeah. her character and also a genius. Performer I know you guys right probably there. try to make it seem like it's not much travel. To me, it looks like that chair sliding ten feet. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, really yeah. is like up next, and you see this person. Swooped over, Maryland. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a long travel. And you know what else? I was just talking to my friend about this. We were talking about um, like DJing or whatever. I feel like I used to think I can't wait to do the show and then find out if it's a good show afterward. Mm. Like decide afterward if I did mm. a good job. Whereas like oh. not to be insane, you decide what kind of show it is before it even starts. Yeah, yeah. Like really? Do, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Say, tonight's uh, going to be great, and then it is great. Yeah. You don't find out. I'm right. I'm writing this down. <laughs> I mean, it is. It, I mean, the the that I what I try to remind myself of is like when you do go up there, it's going to be a moment in time, and it's going to go how it's going to go, and then you're going to keep living your life, and literally no one's going to think about it except for you if you even let yourself. So just go out there, yeah. enjoy the moment, let it be, and then like understand that you know it's not that big of a deal. Like it's not that deep. 
but that also varies. And I think I used to pray for like a good performance or a good show, sort of like you hope the weather's good. You'd be like, I hope tonight's good. How are they out there? Are they feeling it? And then I would ask the performers in front of me how they are. And honestly, not to be psychotic, I just think recently I'm like, how they are before I got up there has nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with you. Yeah. Like, I decide what kind of show they are about to have, which is why late at night when you blame the audience and late at night when you're in bed, you're like, it was me. I messed up. I, especially in comedy, because you have to come out there shooting lasers and tell them exactly what's happening. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. And it's almost like freeing to be like, wow, I can decide that I'm going to have a good show. I don't have to hope it's good. And also a way that you can like feel a a way that you can agree to make that decision and not have it be about like you, which is that like, if you are having fun, they're going to have fun. So you may as well, because that's literally the hack. You could go out there and be not great, but if you are having fun doing it and enjoying doing it, people are at least going to be like, well, we were glad to see them. You know what I mean? Like, like afterwards, they're not going to be like, what a waste of our time because you came out here, didn't know your stuff and were bad energy. Like at least bring the good energy. And then most of the time you can fool them if your shit was, you know, a B plus that time. Yeah. And it, on top of that, if you do everything you meant to do out there, but you don't have fun, you, there's a glass ceiling of how good it can really be. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And I guess, I mean, I don't have to tell you guys this, but I guess it's like, for me, it's how many years I've been performing. And I feel like I'm just now realizing like good shows don't happen to us like luck. We, we, we make the show good 100%. and we decide that before we go out there. 100%. And that's, the key you know what when i quit drag and (laughs) and motels the the way i'm going to be the tony robbins like trixie in like wind pants yes uh if i ever get to do p-town again which i would love to do another full summer i would love to do a headset wind pants like tony robbins like the secret of you like the secret of success that should be your next special honestly you doing a tony robbins thing should that would be so funny like powerpoints and almost like but i'm weirdly (laughs) selling timeshares at the same time yes i love it you know it should all funnel back to the tricks it starts out like the best part is it's all in you you don't need anything but then as it goes i'm like introducing items you do need (laughs) yeah of course you know love it there's something to um the tony robbins thing but also like there should be like a comedy version of like a Brene Brown talk, a Brene Brown lecture <laughs> yes. about like vulnerability or something, but it's, it's purely comedic and like fucked up and stupid. Like that yeah, kind of energy where someone like, is standing there and they've been through it. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh, and they're looking uh-huh. at you and this is what I want to share with you. And then yeah. it's like that slow pace. That is so funny. I love that for Trixie. It's slow. I've always wanted to do it and I've always been waiting for the right time. But I think also like sort of like, it's like wind pants and like a scrunchie and yeah. sort of like sort of like the cutco knives like why are you afraid of your own success energy wow you know and it's sort of like roasting too like well look at this yeah. woman in the front row yeah. she might not be pretty you know she might not be bright you right. know it's a formal it's thing cu- it's- you, you cut the audience down it's Scientology yeah. I mean I guess I'm saying I want to be a Scientologist yeah yes. thank you for admitting that here we're a huge Sci-Tai podcast Las Culturistas is a Sci-Tai pod There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly 
bubbly burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken Menu, The possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I think it's time. I think it's time to move on to I Don't Think So, Honey. This is our one-minute segment where we take some time, some allotted time to rail against something in culture. Matt, do you have something? I do. I do. I do. I do. I, I, and the thing is, this is, this is going to be a little off the cuff, but I feel like I need to say it. Okay. Oh, I love that. That's, that's, sometimes that's the best. This okay. is Matt Rogers. I Don't Think So, Honey's time starts now. Okay. I don't think so, honey, that I have an itch. I think it's monkeypox. Now this occupies mm. so much space in my brain of, if literally right now, just now on my neck, I have a little bit of an itch. That means for the next at least two hours, I will fixate on having monkeypox. Isn't it? It's really, it's now become a thing where it's attacking our skin. And that doesn't sit right with me. I mean, this is something I'm getting um, the vax for. I hope the second shot this week. Um, I somehow lucked into the first shot like, early. 
and I feel crazy about it. Like, but literally I was out with other gay men sharing gay breath. I know I said I was going to swear off gay men for the rest of the summer, but I was around others last night. Mm. And there was that little Can't thought of that little tiny them. itch on your head. 15 seconds. You're thinking it's monkeypox. And aren't we all afflicted right now with this sort of now it's come into our mental space, like the alien in Nope, a movie I Five didn't get seconds. to see this week, but read up on in case you wanted to talk about it. But I don't think so, honey, the skin thing. And that's one minute. Comparing monkeypox to the alien in Nope, spoiler alert. It's out there trying to get us. Now that's what I call monkeypox. Like that should be a CD. Also, uh, <laughs> all the songs that were seeing... popular at this time. It's the Re- Renaissance album. <laughs> and not to be damaged, but the people I keep seeing having it are really, really hot. And so part of me is like, until it comes for the fours and the fives, like I'm cool. You know what I mean? Until the, these people, as hot as they are, even people with open lesions on their face are not fucking me. So like, I think I'm cool for a while. It's but just I'm so for, funny you know. to see like a hottie with a little monkey pox like, hi, I'm the face of this disease. And it's <laughs> yeah. like one little like Enrique Iglesias mole. They're sounding the alarm the loudest because <laughs> the scarring is going to affect the rest of their lives. Exactly. And I, I, get, a, I get a scar and I'll look the same. <laughs> yeah, for some of us, it could be punching up. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Finally, I'll be symmetrical. Girl Bone, you have to protect your face because that retinol is popping. I was on the live with with Bone the other day, and your skin has never looked better, Diva. Thanks, Diva. Oh, but you if you got your first shot, I mean, the second shot is just to like prolong the Im- immunity, but it's just as effect. It's not changing the um, efficacy necessarily. I'm so. feeling okay. I got railed last night, so you know what I mean. It's like, good I'm, for you. I'm I'm not thinking about it like too deep. But I, mm-hmm, but I, but but mm-hmm. I'm concerned, and I, every time I do have a little itch, I'm like, oh well, I shouldn't have um, talked to that person or left the home. Did he? Did he fuck? You're scratching your neck. Did he fuck your neck area? Like <laughs> what's the deal? That man fucked my neck, Bowen. Mm, he came <laughs> over here and fucked my neck. People need to start talking about it. You put a cock right here at the back of your neck, rub it you're like firewood, hun, and and worth it, diva. And yeah, now remember when fucking people's like skin folds was considered safer sex? <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> the frotting of it all. It's like not even. You're not even. You safe can't even frotting. Frot. You can't even frot. Frotting is the highest risk practice. Damn. There well, you go. Bowen. I think I think I think you're okay. I'm okay. It's time for All the right. diva dolls. I don't think so, honey. Bowen Yang, one of America's forefront young female stars. She is an Emmy nominee. She is shining bright. Retinol is doing her so well. She's actually on a film set right now. She's mm. live from from a film set. And um, it's time <laughs> for her. I don't think so, honey. And your time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Advertising things as flushable wipes. Uh, I just found out about Fatbergs. Do do y'all know about Fatbergs? It is these clumps of fat that are in the sewers that are basically like clumps of paper and like flushable wipes. It's almost all flushable wipes that are blocking the sewers. They are literally, Google it. And I'm so sorry, but you have to Google this so that you never once in... Again, flush anything down the toilet that's not seconds. toilet paper. Fatbergs are all flushable wipes, and they are destroyed. I don't have anything besides that to st- besides this warning to tell everybody. You cannot flush these things down the toilet. It's like saying if um, it's like saying you know monkeypoxless dick. If if you have monkeypox, it's 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 it's. You cannot do it. It is actually destroying the infrastructure Five that seconds. makes society function. If the sewers go, then everything goes. That's tea. That's the truth. 
And that's one minute. The fact Let's that you that un- conversation. The, the fact that Let's you unlocked Teresa's just said if the sewers go, everything goes. The fact that that's where we're at as a country. I have to say, you have shook me to my core, and I don't know if I'm willing to give up the flushable wipes. And I think this is my Taylor Swift call no. missions moment. Wait, because- do you have it? Wait, do you have a a tushy? Um, no, Mama. I don't have I a tushy. Sung- okay, get a tushy. Oh, get a sponsorship for this podcast. Get a tushy. You will never have to buy toilet paper again. You never even have to touch your own asshole. I love it. I want to though. That's when I feel the most like I want to finger myself too, like right after I shit. Yeah. Because you're like, ooh. I'm like, ooh, vacancy, you know. <laughs> I yeah, I know I'm safe here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ooh, vacancy. All right. Well, this this is Trixie Mattel's I don't think so, honey. Trix, are you ready? Yeah. Your time starts now. I don't think so, honey, signatures. Mm. <laughs> Why are we pretending like my signature is some seal that no one could duplicate? Right. Oh, well, he signed it. So it's authenticated. We all know the alphabet. Mm-hmm. Mm. We all have the same four names. Unless mm-hmm. you're, uh, even, uh, even if I don't, I know how to spell Bowen. Yeah. Like, yeah. why I, are we pretending? <laughs> this isn't Laura Ingalls Wilder. This mm-hmm. isn't Benjamin Franklin. This isn't the Declaration of Independence. The fact that we think a signature, writing your name, is something you learned in kindergarten. Is a binding legal gesture. What are we talking about? Like, how is that? Well, I signed it, so I really meant it. Mm. What if someone else signed it? We all can write each other's names. We all can write anyone's name. 15 seconds. It would be like if we all had the same fucking bank account number. Like, what are we talking about? (laughs) Give me like a blood prick. Give me a little microchip in the hand. Like, if your dog gets lost, there's a chip. Give me a chip. Give me chips. And that's one minute. You know, Thank you. sometimes you I'll think? go to a restaurant and the way that I'll sign my name, anyone could have done it. The way that I sign my name on those checks, sometimes I just simply, t- this you're going to, this is, you're going to be really freaked out. I'll just take the pen and sort of do that. I mean, you know, I'll wow. just, ri- ri- I'll draw a line and they'll accept it. There's She's a right. Big pro- she America has say. a problem. She's right. She, she should America say. has a problem. America has a problem. But Trixie, it seems like maybe you're speaking from a place of shame about your own signature. Like maybe you don't like the way it looks. You have a flop signature? No. Well, the kicker is I always want to be famous. I used to spend my youth spelling. I'd write my name a hundred times a day. We've all done that. And then ultimately I got famous for a different name. So that. I want you to sign. You should start signing stuff, Brian Fergus. Once in a while, I'll have a brain, Katya and I, and she'll go, I just signed the name Brian. I go, I guess run with it. Like write your real (laughs) name. Authenticate that on, check. on checks and stuff, you must write your real name. I mean, Brian Fergus is probably a name that gets used all the time, and we just don't know it. It's a great name. Nobody has my name, and it is nice for that reason. Like yeah. my partner's name is David Silver, which I there's probably a billion. <laughs> Matt Rogers here, yeah, yeah. So, I just think signatures are bogus. I'm always like, why is this proving it's mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. What is that? What is that? I don't know. I don't know. But, um, you know, it's, it's the only way we could have verified identities back in the day, like as of 20 years ago. And now that we're in this brave new world, it feels like it's irrelevant. Oh, but by, by the way, you saying gesture um, made me think of that florist guy who was on Trixie Motel and he, Cobra he the hottest guy, the Cobra yeah. Lily, the hottest guy I've ever seen in my life. Crazy. So his name's Jake. Follow him on the internet Jake. at Cobra Lily. His flowers are beautiful and he is fucking gorgeous it's always the florists and the jewelers that are the the Mm. hottest gay men in the world in any country and i go what is up with this jewelry and flowers it's like the dainty pretty things that attract like the hottest people it's crazy crazy and so and sober people Mm. and sober people 
and they're at risk like, for monkeypox like, the most. There's something different about him. He's like, oh, he's sober. I'm like, oh, that's why he's like hot and nice. Okay, yeah. got it. Like, okay. <laughs> and seems calm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hot, nice, and seems calm, insane? functional. He's sober. Interesting. Oh no, sober, sober. people are definitely insane, and I think they'll admit it. <laughs> they'll admit it. Right. You heard it here first. Well, um, this was yet again another fucking blockbuster. The the series Trixie Motel, all the episodes are streamable now, and you can stay in the goddamn hotel. And when I tell you, I mean it's it, I'm a look I'm looking at November. Um, if you guys actually want to come, can you tell us when and we could probably work out some kind of like block off the days for you so you can get the space for yourself and your friends, you know? We'll we'll be in touch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. From from Rayos to here to all over the world. Thank you. Congratulations on your continued success. People love your pod and you just keep it so fun. Icon. Well, thanks for coming back. Podcasting is fun. It is. It is. We end every single episode, Bowen Yang, with a song. I was waiting to see if you'd have the instinct. You're red. You're the, the ultimate. ultimate. Yes. It's automatic. automatic. I'm, I'm sure of it. No so don't even try. Tell me tell that, me that, you're, that not you're not the guy. Because I've been on the way all my life. Just like you. You're red. You're, you're, you're the ultimate. You're the ultimate. Yeah. Yo, why was that in your head? Because true. Because there are a couple songs on on the album on the that on the double LP that. that are giving Freaky Friday, and that's that soundtrack's why you amazing. It's an amazing soundtrack. No fucking skips on that one. Ooh, and stream the blonde okay, and bye. pink albums. And bye. stream the blonde and pink albums. <laughs> yes, Excellent. no bye. skips. Swear to God. <laughs> Swear to God. Oh my God. Bye. Oh, uh, we love you. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. 
Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work.